On today's Locked On Red Wings, we answer your questions just like who's going to be the Red Wings MVP this season and does Moritz Sider's hair give him power? You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. I am a podcast producer for the Daily J, a WWJ news radio podcast. And Scotty is host over at Lockdown Tigers, as well as a freelance journalist for the Detroit News. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Uh, Scotty, today, very impromptu. It was about 1 p.m., and we were just talking, and we were like, you know what? Friday, let's have some fun, slow news week. Let's do a mailbag episode. So I put it out at 1 p.m. and we got, you know, a healthy amount of responses across Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. And uh, so we're going to go through those questions and uh, do our best to answer them. So, Scotty, I guess before I get started, do you have anything you want to say? <laughs> I'm really I'm putting him on the spot here, guys, just so you know. I he did not know I was going to ask so, that. Man. <laughs> I don't think so. No, I mean, like, yeah, happy Friday. Uh, NFL's back. Um, good slate of college football games and hockey is uh, is is closer and closer. We got um, uh, prospect tournament and camp and everything coming up. It'll be a uh, it'll be a fun fun end of the month here, hopefully. And that's actually something that we should talk about at some point regarding the prospect tournament. Is the prospect tournament roster is out? I believe, and so. Yep. I think that it's worthwhile to look at that and see who the Red Wings invited. And then honestly, look at what other teams are inviting and, you know, contrast, contrast and compare to the best of our, our ability. So we will get to that. Um, but to get right into our mailbag episode, our first question comes from at dunce underscore Jeffrey on Twitter. Thoughts on the Griffins for this upcoming season, like players and potential lines. The Griffins are supposed to get a ton of prospects and it should be a ton of fun watching also, on elite prospects, they have Kosa going to the Griffins as well. Thoughts on that? Well, I think the first part, when it comes to uh, players and lines, I'm not really going to speculate on lines too much because my in-depth knowledge on the Griffins to that extent isn't quite there, especially at the AHL level where players tend to well, circulate year in and year out. Yeah, I, I feel like the... the uh... If, if we're talking about like the personnel you're going to see at the Griffins, like honestly, there's a healthy amount of people we've been talking about all off season that, that are going and to be on that. that. Like the, right. Like there, there's a lot of, a, a lot of two way players that will certainly be on the Griffins to start off the year. Um, I, I don't think the Griffins are going to be some, you know, like all four lines of forwards are like top prospects. Like I think it's honestly more so just going to be a lot of, uh, like like those four A type players you see is, is pretty much going to be a, a vast majority of the Griffins lines and roster. Uh, so I I think that that's pretty pretty easy to to say. Like I I don't you know they're going to be some fun players there for sure. And like there's a chance you know if Edmondson doesn't make the 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 Red Wings, then like that's where he'll go, and like there's a, there. I'm not saying that there's not going to be some kids on there, but like for the most part, I think a vast majority are just going to continue to be kind of those 
like, hey, we need to call somebody up because somebody got hurt, bring up a two-way player kind of guy. The Griffins are going to be a lot better. A lot better. They missed the playoffs last season. Sure. The playoffs in the AHL have expanded recently. So we more signed teams so many two-way like depth players too. <laughs> That's what I was getting to with that with the addition of all the youth that they're getting. I mean, you obviously got Robert Haig who could spend time at the AHL level. If Jonathan Bergeron, Jonathan Bergeron, I still don't know which one it is, but if Bergeron doesn't make the NHL level out of training camp, he's going to go back down there and he tore it up last season. You're getting the arrival of possibly Edvinson. If he doesn't make the NHL level, you know you're getting Soderblom. And then like you said, uh, Jeff, you get Sebastian Kosa as well. I mean, that's an influx of not just veteran NHL players, but veteran or uh, young upcoming that talent. That's, that's going to that be that's happening, though. How confident are we that what's happening? That Kosa game. I'm pretty one confident. I mean, if, Griffins, if Elite yeah. Prospects has changed his team to Grand Rapids Griffins, then we know. And we got this report out from this past week. Um, saying that he isn't returning or that the Edmonton Oil Kings are looking to transition. So it seems as if he's turning pro. And so his two options there, I believe, are the walleye and the Griffins. And why would he not go to the Griffins? That seems like the logical next step in his development. So if he's going to the Griffins, then you got that. You got Soderblom. And I'm expecting, I think Soderblom, just as much as Kosa, is going to be the most interesting player to watch on the Griffins this year coming up. Because... We, we've, he's been a diamond in the rough for the Red Wings, a revelation w- over an SHL with his com- combination of size, speed, and hands. Like You don't see that kind of combination with guys his size that often. So if that can translate onto smaller ice, which honestly, I think that'll play to his benefit because he'll be able, now he'll have less space to make things happen, but because he's such a net front presence also, and on top of the fact that he's got such a long reach, I think that the smaller ice surface will allow him to play a better two-way game as well because he's just – it's like when you would watch Morris Sider out there last season. He would swing the stick and he would knock – like he just had such a long reach. I think it's going to be a similar thing with Soderblom. So I'm, I'm excited to see his transition. Sebastian Kosa as well taking that step forward. There's been a lot of question marks about you know his development. He was good in the WHL but was this what second, third-string goalie. Third-string goalie in the original World Juniors and the second string this last time. So there is a lot of uh, question marks there regarding Sebastian Kosa. So it is definitely going to be a much better Griffins team, but it's definitely going to be a super exciting Griffins team to watch as well. Absolutely. No, for sure. And and it's going to be a team that, uh, you know, like injuries happen, depth stuff, depth stuff is, uh, is important and needed. As we saw last year, it's going to be a team that's going to get plucked from quite a few times. This year and let's too. not forget Donovan Sobrango too. If he's not yeah, NHL Sobrango. ready, Devon, Donovan Sobrango is get, could be a top pair defenseman on the Grand Rapids Griffins this year. Yep. He played great with Team Canada when they won gold. He was a top-line defenseman with them. Uh, he's looking like a stud for the Detroit Red Wings developmentally. There's other guys, too, which I haven't named, but the Griffins are going to be a lot better, so I would be excited. Yeah, there's certainly going to um, be a big step from, uh, from last year. Our next question comes from underscore NS Morgan on Twitter. What's the expectation for Philip Zadina this season? And has your opinion about his ceiling changed after a so-so past two seasons? Uh, this is something that we've talked about a lot on this podcast in terms of uh, expectation. We spent a whole <laughs> a lot of people a whole talk about segment. Zadina a lot. <laughs> yeah, we spent a whole segment on him just like a week ago, maybe two weeks ago now when we did our player predictions. You, you should expect a step forward. You really should. With the new coach, with the new coaching, with the new scheme, with the increased player depth, you should expect a step up in production. And I would almost argue, I don't want to say drastic step forward. He was pretty 
production-wise, he was not very good last year. Advanced metrics look favorably on him, saying that he's a solid two-way forward, but he just was not producing offense, and you need him to produce offense. He still has the ceiling of a top-six winger. I don't know you know, how much longer people are going to have patience with him, but again, only 22 years old. I could see him scoring in the 2020-2025 goal range this year if everything goes right, but we've been saying that for the last couple of years. If, you're, if you want an absolute point total, I think the the expectation should be around 40 to 50 points from Phil Zadina this season as far as, insofar as steps forward go. And then as far as ceiling goes, I mean, I still think he could be like a 60-point player if everything works out. I, I, I just, I'll say the same thing I say every single time, Scotty. Patience, man. He's only 22. For sure. It, it's a... Uh... You, sh- if he doesn't take a step forward, then like the the conversation about him is going to get more and more negative and become harder and harder. Because like he should be taking a step forward this year, like he should. Um, so we'll see. I I mean I don't know. 60, 60 points might be a little steep for me. I don't know. Like I, I, it's all going to come down to goal scoring, man. And, and like, I don't want to give a, you know, what are your expectations? And then us just kind of like run in circles and be like, well, it could be this, it could be this, but he's such an impossible player to really hone in on at this point in his career, because there's, uh, he should be taking a step forward. He absolutely should. But just based on how underwhelming he's been the last couple of years, there's always that chance that he just kind of stays where he's been at. Well, let me put it to you this way, as far as the, how the advanced metrics love him. He had a Corsi 4 percentage this, or Corsi, yeah, Corsi 4 percentage just last year, 51.4. He was above 50% Corsi-wise for the Detroit Red Wings, which means when he was out there, the team took more shots than they let up. But his PDO, which is shooting percentage plus save percentage, was 97.2. Now, PDO essentially is your luck. That's what it comes down to. It's a regression to the meme, mean, almost said, <laughs> it's a regression to the mean statistic where everyone should be between like 99 and 101. If you're over 100, it means you are a lucky player. If you're under 100, it means you're unlucky. So if you're in that 99 to 101 range, it means you're pretty, you're at, your luck was pretty average. You regressed to the mean, 100 being the mean. He was a 97.2 last year. That shows he was extremely unlucky, especially for a player that took, when he was on the ice, the team took more shots for than shots against. So he, he's definitely a guy that I would, I, I again, just reiterate patience. I think his ceiling this season, I think his ceiling could be 40 to 50 points. And I think that is acceptable, especially if he gets that 20 to 25 goal range. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll, I'll very, at the end of the day, it, it, it's just going to come down to to how often he's putting the puck in the net. Like, I mean, that's that's what we drafted him for. That's supposed to be the main style of his game. All this stuff we've said a million times. That's going to be the the biggest reason that like the fan base looks at him when they talk at the end of the season about you know how successful of a season was this for Zadina. Most people are going to look at the goal scoring. Addendum. Corsi four percentage is shot attempts for versus shot attempts against, not necessarily shots that made it to the net. I always forget the attempts part, and that completely changes <laughs> the yeah. type of statistic it is. Um, but still, the Red Wings took more shot attempts for when he was on the ice than shots against, which is a very important thing. He he's not afraid to shoot the puck. Um, 
When we come back, we'll continue with these questions. But first, I got to talk to you guys today about BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one uh, source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. By the time you're listening to this, we should know the outcome of Rams versus Bills. It's going to be an exciting first game of the NFL season. And then also, don't for, don't be afraid to put some uh, bets down on Lions versus Eagles in week one. Will the Lions have over seven wins this season? That's the question people are asking. I'd be happy if they got over three first, but you know, I like to start small. Find all your latest football developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week games. BetOnline is also, your continued source for all your sport wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite esports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. Segment two, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Scotty, uh, I saw you. I saw you containing a laugh there. Did I say something funny, buddy? <laughs> no. No. I don't trust you. Zero trust from me. <laughs> no, man, you just you just crushed that ad read so much. It, it brought me joy. Yeah, that doesn't happen. So I know you're BSing me. Anyways, <laughs> back to answering your questions. Uh, this one comes from at Jell Belmosto on Twitter. That is the Locked On Calgary Flames host. Make sure you go give her a listen. Um, quick aside, I, I, she did an episode the other day. And it was titled, who's going to be the next captain of the Calgary Flames. And I I commented on it, and I don't think she uh, saw it. That or she just thought the joke was dumb, so she thought better to reply, which is probably closer to the truth. But I said, I'm going to be the next captain, and I posted my Elite Prospects page (laughs) in her comments. Wow. People forget Brian's Elite Prospect page. Uh, my three whole um, games no, played at lower Joe. No. Yeah, she's awesome. She does a really good job too. She is, she definitely yeah. deserves more recognition Jess than is, she gets. Uh, yeah, Jess is the best. Yeah. Um. Anyways, to the question, she asks, "Who is your player to watch this year, and who's your underdog?" Um. Oh, this is a good question. There's a lot of players to watch this year. Scotty, I'm gonna let you answer this one first. I, I got to think about this one. Are we doing? Are we doing NHL? She what didn't say NHL, so I, w- I would assume it's Red Wings related, based on the fact that we're locked on Red Wings. We can. Why don't we do both? Why don't we do both? Okay, fair. I for the my player to watch. I don't know, man. Like, how how can you not have Moritz Sider at the top of your list? Like, I know that's like a really easy answer, but I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I just think I think Moritz Sider is like the slam dunk answer, and and I know like sure it might be a cop out, I guess, but it's it's a. Uh, I, I said in my three biggest reasons as to why the Detroit Red Wings would take a step forward that like Dylan Larkin would have to put up a, a really solid season again, and I still stand by that. So I, I guess he might be up there too, but. I, I mean, I don't know the heights that Moritz Sider could potentially reach in, you know, year two is going to be so fun. And, and, and so building off of what he's already laid down last year is just going to be so incredible. So I, I, I have a hard time, even though it's it's like the obvious answer, I have a hard time going anywhere else. I mean, I was messing with you. It's not necessarily a cop out. It's true. I mean, he is the player to watch. Um I think for me too. I, for me, my player to watch is Jacob Verana. 
if I'm being honest. There are so many guys you could pick, but it's got to be Jacob Verano for me because we haven't seen what he can do with the Detroit Red Wings in a full 82-game season. So we've seen snippets, and those snippets have been electrifying. The amount of goals he can score in the short span he has, I mean, we talked about it. He's on pace to be a 40-goal scorer if you prorate his performance across 82 games. When was the last time the Red Wings had a 40-goal score? I mean, yeah. I honestly cannot remember off the top of my head. So I, I think that that is such an important thing for the Red Wings to have is, well, I mean, never going to have too much offense. So I, for me, he's my player to watch. If you wanted to do NHL players to watch, um, I got to go. You know what? Tage Thompson of the uh, Buffalo Sabres. I mean, he got a juicy contract after scoring, what, 40 goals this last year? No, I think it was in the 30s. Um, this past year with the Buffalo Sabres, but he got what seven by seven with the Buffalo Sabres, a rebuilding team committing early to a young talent that had one great year. I mean, not just, I mean, obviously the Buffalo Sabres team as a whole, but he is a guy to watch because he is a guy who has now massive pressure on him to be a superstar on a team that needs a superstar desperately. Now, granted, they have Luke Hughes in their system. They have Owen Power. They have Rasmus Dahlin. So they got a lot, a lot of top-end talent, but he's there now scoring goals. And that is what that team needs if they're looking to be competitive in the future. Because if he does not, if he regresses, that's going to be an awful contract for the Buffalo Sabres. And they made that, I, I'm stealing this a little bit from the Athletics Hockey Show with Max Boltman and Corey Pronman. Um, they do a great job listening to them as well, but it, does look, it would look a little bit like the Jeff Skinner contract. That was something that they brought up. So... I mean, Tage Thompson absolutely is probably the guy to look, look for because he almost, if he performs, Scotty as well, if he performs, he sets a precedent in the NHL of giving young guys without a lot of like prove it years, big contracts. And that's kind of a dangerous precedent to set to give, you know, you have one good year, you get a massive contract. There's been a lot of examples where that happens and those players don't, you know, repeat that. So I think Tage Thompson's my NHL player to watch. Yeah, mine, I don't mean to be like cynical or rude to Jess because we 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 we, we love Jess, but Johnny Goudreau is probably <laughs> my player to watch. I, I think she's okay now because the Flames did a lot of really good moves following those, they th- did. those two losses. <laughs> they did, they did. But I think for I, – I, I just the, – the move for him to go there was so – unexpected and so like out of left field that I I am just blown away by the entire situation. I'm still fascinated by it. And so he is easily going to be one of my like most watched non Red Wings players this season is definitely going to be Johnny Goudreau. Yep. I agree with that too. There's a lot of guys. I I think Robertson of the Dallas stars is an interesting one too, because he's one of those guys who's looking at the Tate Thompson deal and going, Hey, I want that. I can. Yeah, I, I scored I think, like he did. I think Ottinger, like if you oh, want to yeah. stay there I mean, too. Like anyone who got a good goalies, deal, like yeah. So, um, we'll finish up in segment three. We just got a couple more questions to go through, uh, and we'll come back and do that. Segment three, lockdown Red Wings podcast. We'll finish up with your uh, mailbag questions here. Uh, this one comes from Emmett Ferguson on YouTube. He asks, who do you think will be the team MVP for the Detroit Red Wings? That's another, there's so many guys again that it could be. I mean, mm. 
it's I gotta go with I, I joked about you being calling saying cop out, but I gotta go with more cider again. It's uh, it's hard not to, man. <laughs> it really is hard not to. Um, I, 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 like who else could you feel confident in saying besides Larkin or or, or cider? Like who else would be in the category where you're like, hey, this mo-? so like because those are gonna be what 80 90 percent of like the entire fan base's answer would be one of those two yeah to make it more unique who who do you think has the best chance to i don't want to say overthrow because that sounds like dramatic and negative but like who who has the best chance to uh maybe leapfrog them in production and like surprise us and be at the top of the wings production wise that's not one of those two guys Oof, to surprise us. Man, that's a good one. I mean, a big surprise would be like Robbie Fabry coming back and tearing it up. I mean, that sure. that's a huge if after his third ACL tear. But, you know, he's shown that he can, pe- he can be a productive forward, you know, with a better depth. Maybe he comes out. But that would be, that would be a monumental surprise. I think yeah, that would be serious. Think- the two biggest ones for me, I think, are are I mean, somebody you already said in a different kind of similar question, I guess, Verana. Um, you know, full healthy season of Verana, like for the first time, is is something that we're all looking forward to. And then I think like Raymond's an easy one to point to as well, just because uh like everybody talks about sophomore slump, but like there's a really good opportunity he takes a big step forward after a great rookie year too, and then and doesn't, you know. Uh, if he can maintain what he was doing in the first half of the season and not kind of s- slide off there in the second half, you'd be looking at a darn good season from him too. So I think that those are the fr- the the two that come to mind for me if we're talking about uh, kind of like surprise MVP candidates that aren't the two obvious ones. I think this next one, Scotty, might be my favorite question of them all. And I'm, I'm going to throw it to you as soon as I ask this. This one comes from at my fry hole, which is JD, the host of Locked on Sharks. Yep. Great guy. Um, he goes, he asked one, do you think Larkin signs an extension or does he go to free agency? And he also asked, does, I'm sorry. I read the long wrong line. I like that question too, but I want to get to this other question first. This is from JD, but he asked, does Mort Sider's season last year set the bar too high for Simon Edvinson this year? And I want to get your opinion on that first sure so i i don't i don't know if set the bar it's a phenomenal question honestly i i don't think set the bar too high is quite how i would word it but i do think that there are some people within the fan base that might like i, I don't think the fan base is going to be upset if edmondson like doesn't win calder you know what i mean like i i don't yeah. think that that's like the bar necessarily of like, oh, he has to do this or else, you know, I I think most people realize that Moritz Sider is is a one of a kind type of player and, and not every single big, tall, good skating defenseman we bring in for the remainder of time is going to be him. Like he, he is a, 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 a unicorn in that sense. But I do think that not necessarily the bar with production, but just the impatience, maybe. Like, if he doesn't look incredible for the first, like, month or two of his NHL career, I think patience might thin out quicker than it would have if Moritz Sider didn't do what Moritz – like, if, if, if Mo wasn't who he is. 
Um, but I, I, I don't know. It, it's a fine line. I also don't think that at the end of the season, if he like doesn't get a single Calder vote but plays the entire season, people are like, wow, this is a failure. He's not Moritz Sider 2.0. Like, I, I think that there, it's somewhere in between, and, and I think most of it has to do with patience rather than production. But that's a, that's a really fascinating conversation to have for sure. See, I actually think that I think Moritz Sider's – production last year level of play did set the bar too high for Simon Edmondson. I, you look at what was expected of Moritz Sider coming into last year. Uh, yeah. I think the expectation was him to be the number one D man because this team was just sh- really shallow, but I don't think people expected what we got out of him. And now that we got out what we got out and you see Simon Edmondson going, Hmm, where was he drafted again? Oh yeah. And he's a tall defenseman like Moritz Sider, who's very solid in the D end and, you know, has a little bit of an offensive upside. I think a lot of people look at that and go, Hey, another Moritz Sider. That's not fair. And I do think that that happens. Obviously, you know, you and I understand that, you know, they're, they are slightly different players. Simon Evanson doesn't have quite the offensive upside that Moritz Sider does. That's what we've heard. That's what we've seen. I still think he can come into the NHL and be a phenomenal defenseman, but I think a lot of people are going to be disappointed if as good as he is in the defensive zone, if more if Simon Evanson doesn't put out 50 points this season, like more excited, I think people are going to be disappointed. I don't think that's right. I don't think everyone's going to be disappointed. Let me say that. But I do think, like you said, there's a segment of the fan base that expects Simon Edmondson to come in and be more excited again, which he's Simon Edmondson is Simon Edmondson. He isn't more excited. So I would expect a much a, a div, uh, defensive game, a little bit more of a, uh, I wouldn't say more physical, more excited was very physical, but a much more defensive minded game out of Simon Edmondson. And he also has a fantastic stride. He's, I think he's a better skater than Moritz Sider. Not that Moritz Sider is a bad skater, but oh, Edvinson is such a great skater. So I think that it's a, I think expectations are a little bit high for Moritz Sider. I think he's going to come in. I think he can come We're in and be a top high. four defenseman immediately, but I think that the bar's a little higher because of what Sider did. For sure. No, I mean, like I said, I, I think, I think patient, there, there is a possibility that patience kind of runs thin quicker than it, it would have if last year didn't happen. Well, and especially because of everything else that happened, not just with more cider, but like the team was off on the second half. They So they brought in a new coaching staff. They signed a bunch of free agents. So like, it's not just Edvinson that the bar is higher for it's the whole team. For sure. So I think that plays into it as well. Um, our final question, our final two questions come from at underscore Jay Forster on Twitter. That is the Locked on Columbus Blue Jackets host. Another great listen. Great. Uh, you definitely listen to that now that they have Johnny Goudreau because that's going to be a fun <laughs> yes, season a as they compete in the Metro. Yes. Uh, two questions they have. The first one is, is more Cider's hair so big because it's full of secrets? Sounds like a pretty yes or no question. I think yes. So you don't get to speak on this. You don't get to answer. Um, okay, okay. That is, there. there's not a term for discrimination against hair or bald people yet, but when we have one, I'm going to call you that because that, that was that. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with yes. Go on. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes, it's full of secrets. Okay. Uh, I'll answer yes, too, because, you know, I think I should have the right to speak on this. I had hair at one time. I Do I need to go break out my Oakland University ID? <laughs> I, you know, I've seen you there. If you want to put, if you want to put, if you want to, to do that, you're more than welcome, I guess. 
And my wallet's all the way downstairs, so I don't feel like getting uh, it. Uh, the second question is, and this is the serious one from uh, Jay. My actual question is, do you think Larkin signs an extension or does he go to free agency? This one, I think, is an easy question for both of us to ask, answer. Uh, he signs with the Red Wings. I mean, yep. from Michigan, went to University of Michigan. I think that he loves it here. Of course, I don't actually know that, but you know, we have no reason to believe he doesn't. Everything he says points that he does. I think he wants to be the captain of the Red Wings when this team's truly a contender again. And so I think he will. I don't think he'll ever... And the only reason he would ever bring up free agency in the negotiation process is just for leverage. To be like, I could just go to free agency and get this money elsewhere. But I don't think he'd ever actually leave. Now, I get, let me get your answer first because then I have a follow-up. Yeah, I, I don't want to... A lot can happen in, in a person's life and, and career. So I'm not going to... I don't. I don't know about. I would hope True. that he's here for a long time and that he's here for for whatever. But um, the immediate answer is yes. I, I see no scenario in which he's not extended right now. Like the the extension that's looming is definitely going to happen. Um, but yeah, like way, way too much can happen over the next whatever decade for for me to say like oh career Red Wing. But he, uh, I would be like I'm very close to 100 percent certain I would be absolutely shocked if he was not extended um relatively speaking relatively recently here now the real question is do you think Tyler Bertuzzi signs an extension or tests free agency because that is a conversation and I'm honestly starting to I don't know Steve Eisman says he wants to sign them both to an extension but I just got this and this is nothing but a gut feeling nothing but a gut feeling but I have this gut feeling that he's not going to be here come earliest trade deadline, latest end of the season. I don't wish for it. I want Tyler Bertuzzi here in a Red Wings uniform. But for some reason, I have this gut feeling that he could test free agency. Yeah, so here's my thing. Uh, I don't see any scenario in which he his – how do I even word this? There, There's no chance in my eyes that – he plays game 82 as a Detroit Red Wing and then enters free agency. If he's going to test free agency, he's going to get traded beforehand, I guess is my point. Like yeah, Steve Eisman will make that happen. Right. This this is unless the only the only chance that's not true is if the Red Wings go on some insane run and are like one of the best teams in hockey and are making oh, yeah, like a huge bank. playoff push. Like that's the only way that doesn't happen. And I guess we kind of just let our thoughts on that slip out by being like, he's going to be dealt by the deadline. <laughs> right. So like, I, I, I think that if he isn't extended that that's when like he's not finishing out the, the remainder of the contract with the Red Wings. Um, but I will say that I, I still do le lean towards re-signing because, in theory, the most value you could have gotten for him would have been at last deadline or would have been this offseason. And the longer you wait, the lower someone's value becomes. That's just how trades work. If the less control you are giving to the other team, as far as control they have over that player, the lower the value is. So... In my eyes, I, I I still, you know, not not nearly as certain as I am about Larkin for sure. Um, and there is definitely a possibility that he moves at this deadline. But I I do think that 
if they were going to trade him, it would have happened this summer or it would have happened this spring before the deadline. I, I think you're, you're, you kind of just let his value plummet for no reason if you just wait until this deadline to move him. No, I, I completely agree. I, I will say, though, that while you're right, his best value was last trade deadline, where you know with his, his play style tends not to age well is what people say, and he was having a career year with one year left on his contract after that year. I think his the second most value he's ever going to have is this year. I mean, he'll, he will be a rental, and if you're not competing by deadline time, if he's playing you know, comparable to last season, I think you're still going to get a haul for that guy. So oh, I'm not saying you're going to get a bad return yeah. at all. I'm just no, saying, no. again, unless you are going into week one and you're like, you know, I, I expect postseason. I'm not really sure why if, if you're just looking for another step forward and you're like, yeah, probably not the playoffs again. I don't understand why you would hold on to him and let him stay on the roster and let his best value just pass you by if you're not expecting a, a deep playoff or at least a playoff appearance this year and like a really competitive team that yeah. that doesn't make sense that that doesn't like line up so no i i agree you're right and uh that doesn't expect extension at the end of the day is my point and uh that does it for our questions it does that does it finishes it out so unless do you have any final thoughts um What's better, Brian's hair on top of his head or my facial hair? <laughs> I feel like that's a question. Yeah, definitely a question better off for the the commenters and the Twitter <laughs> followers than for me to answer. I have a bias, so it's your facial hair. Um, thanks yeah, for making Lockdown Red Wings. Your, your hair. I was going to say your there, head. Because there's, no th there's nothing there. <laughs> yeah, but it's acceptable for you to have no facial hair, but, it's, you know. It's acceptable for you to. We're, we're accepting of bald people here. All right. Oh, are we? You just said I had no right to talk on a matter. <laughs> Thanks for making Lockdown Red Wings your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Lockdown NHL. Lockdown experts give you a daily 30 minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Lockdown NHL, your daily 30 minute NHL podcast. We'll be back on Monday with a new episode. I might have a new co-host by then because uh, Scotty might be getting canned here. But <laughs> same time, same place. It's your team every day. Bet online. There it is. I was waiting for it. Every day. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done.